Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. to Pagans Tonight. Pagans unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight. Good evening from Chicago. You are live listening to Pagans Tonight Radio Network's very own bilingual show, Lunatic Mondays, Lunes Lunaticos. My name is Laura Gonzalez, and I welcome you to this live recording of a podcast. We are here in Chicago, August 6th, and it's 8 o'clock at night. Yes, we are live recording for you. And every other week, this show is in English, and every other week, this show is in Spanish. And tonight, obviously, tonight, obviously, we're doing English. And we have, uh, I'm very excited. I'm so excited about this project. I love this project. I've been part of it for years and years and years. So let me tell you what the show uh, for tonight is going to be about. It's going to be about the Greater Chicagoland Pagan Pride. So let me read you a little bit about their history. Greater Chicagoland Pagan Pride is part of the Pagan Pride Project Incorporated, which is a non-for-profit organization that hosts events worldwide. The primary purpose of Pagan Pride Project Inc., is the support of pagan community worldwide and the elimination of prejudice and discrimination based on pagan religious beliefs. In September of 2002, Chicago Pagan Pride held his first event on the south side of Chicago, Illinois. At that time, the sanctuary of the Crescent Moon, a Dianic Wiccan temple, saw the need to promote the ideals of pagan fellowship. As the years progressed, the event grew, and in 2009, it moved to Mills Park in Oak Park, Illinois. Since that, Greater Chicagoland Pagan Pride has started, um, has started, it has evolved and represents all pagan paths, faiths, and traditions. We collected food goods for Chicago area food banks, money and supplies for animal shelters, and supported the uh, representation of local non-profits at the event over the years. Our base of visitors, volunteers, teachers, and entertainers, and vendors now spreads to the greater Chicagoland area and surrounding states, and so we've now become the Greater Chicagoland Pagan Pride event. We strive each year um, to be the go-to event for the growing pagan community. At Greater Chicagoland Pagan Pride, we offer a variety of workshops, vendors, and entertainment to encouragement, education, and display the diversity of the pagan practice. We also feature local groups, covens, by having different groups host the community public rituals. This offers the community a place to worship, but also to show what other groups do in practice. As Greater Chicago Land Pagan Pride continues to grow, we will continue to be there to support it and offer a place for everyone to celebrate together. And of course, representing the Greater Chicago Land Pagan Pride is Twyla York. And she tells us on her personal 
uh, biography. Born and raised in Michigan, Twyla York discovered her love for event production while working with the Silver Leaf Renaissance Fair, where she spent four years as a volunteer. She has worked in the hospitality industry with Marriott for the past 13 years, where she has trained and implemented policy that is sensitive to and accommodating to the religious traditions and customs of hotel guests. She has volunteered with Chicago Pagan Pride for five years, an annual event that draws over 500 people. Five years, she has been the lead organizer and producer of this event. Twyla is an animist with a deep interest in both religions and cultural diversity and love of interacting with people. In 2012, she graduated from Northwestern University, Illinois University, and holds a bachelor's in communications, I'm sorry, with a minor in media. She resides in Chicago, Illinois with her husband, Devin. And I must say, she's also, thank God and God is my dear, dear friend. And what people don't know, we are cosmic twins. We have a birthday on the exact same day <laughs> with many, many years of difference. But, well, not that many, but enough. She, she's just way younger than I am. But Twyla, my dear, <laughs> my dear Cosmic Twin, how are you, honey? Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm doing really good. I'm glad I was able to get on. Yeah, you, you have so many amazing speakers throughout the year, so I'm always blessed to be here. We're always blessed to have you. I'm personally very blessed to be your friend and to be your partner in crime. And we have had many adventures together in the name of bringing awareness about paganism and diversity under very many forms. And uh, and what we, I we what have I frozen, like, we have froze together and spent five hours in the car and part of that. Yes, yes, and that cold and. Fort Wayne, Indiana is the coldest place on earth. Don't let anybody tell you any different. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have had winters in Chicago, but that one day in Fort Wayne, Indiana, my bones were freezing. And uh, but oh, what a great adventure! And oh, yeah. and what a great great number of people that you get to meet doing this uh, pagan thing. And you know what is the funniest thing, Twyla? To this day, still people ask me. You're part of the organization, right? Are you are you working with Twyla? Are you part of the uh, Pagan Pride Project? No, I'm just too nosy. <laughs> and I am a great, biggest enthusiast about Pagan Pride. I love the project. I love Pagan Pride. I look forward to it every year. Uh, the hugs, seeing the people that you don't see them the whole year. You only see them at Pagan Pride. So, no, I am not the organizer. I leave that joke to Twyla because she does it fantastically. I am just oh, very enthusiastic about it and, and I love it and that's why we do, we make a point since we have this show bilingually we make a point of inviting Twyla every year to talk about Pagan Pride. So uh, treating you my dear uh, Cosmic Twin like I treat every single one of our guests I would like to ask you first of all on the personal uh, basis. How did you get into paganism, honey? Well, paganism started back when I was in, you know, the middle school, high school area, and I had the, uh, I wasn't really connecting to Christianity, and I, I didn't, I've, I've never had a bad experience with Christianity, so nothing like drove me from the church other than I just didn't feel connected towards it. 
And like most pagans, we our gateway drug is tarot or Wicca usually, and I ended up with Wicca. Um, but even with that, I didn't feel I, – I felt like I was on the right general area, but I wasn't where I wanted to be. So as I explored and asked questions and learned, um, through that I developed into animus to be an uh, animism and to be an animus, and that's where I, I feel like I've 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 landed, and I'm very happy and content, and my my spirit feels whole and full. And with being being where I'm at, I'm very happy. And through Pagan Pride, I've I've met so many people that have even helped me to establish further into into that. How many years have you been now involved with uh, Pagan Pride? Not being in charge, but being involved with uh, with the Pagan Pride project. Oh boy. Okay, so I think it's six years this year, and I think I volunteered like three or four years before um, I was in charge. So almost ten years of uh, being involved with it in some way. And when it when it was on the south side of Chicago. I just showed up and I started volunteering because I have a bad habit of doing that. And that, I think that was back in 2008. And then from there, I just kept showing up and volunteering and helping. And then I started running it. So, huzzah. Mm-hmm. So you've been running this for five years, correct? This will be my sixth year. So I've been part of it like maybe eight years or seven. Wow. Time just flies. <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually, was, I was actually very curious. So I went through and started like marking how many vendors are new. We've only have, I think, three vendors that have been with us since the very beginning. Um and that's been uh, four technically, but she's not here this year, which would be Witchy Wearables, uh, mm-hmm. Alchemy Art, the um, – they do, they do the Pan-Pagan, I think the Pagans of the Midwest, and Transformation. Um, so those four vendors have been with us since the very beginning, but everybody else, most everyone else is landing between the, like, five-year mark. Or mm-hmm. uh, slightly higher, but usually like the five year mark is where most people are, are landing at, which is very fascinating to me. I love it so much. Yeah, I'll say about half of my vendors are new. I've got about I've got about give or take twenty five new vendors and about thirty six vendors who've been with us between one to five years, fourteen vendors who've been with us for ten to six years, six to ten years, and like I said, those three and four vendors have been there with ten plus. Wow. And um, yeah, Twilight, if you don't mind um, muting your computer or, or putting down the volume because I am getting the feedback that we were talking about earlier, and um, I and I was gonna ask, yeah, I some for some reason I can hear myself, um, but anyway, I was gonna ask you, um, because you've been growing, I mean, you had a smaller space, if I remember correctly, on the on the first ones that I started coming, like I say, it must be six or seven years. Um, you had a number of vendors and then suddenly you kind of like doubled the space and now it's like way more vendors. So tell us about how it has evolved in the last five years that you've been part of it. 
Oh, wow. It, it has evolved quite a bit because um, when I took over, I implemented a lot of rules and contracts and the way spaces were done. And so before it was you just showed up and then we just get, assigned you a space and get it ready there. But it was very chaotic and unorganized. It was very difficult for us and for the vendors showing up. Um, but then that's when we started doing the pre-designated spaces, and we also received, we were able to grant receive access to all of Mills Park. When we were first in Oak Park, we were made, we were allowed to use Pleasant Home property, which is that big house that we use as our main base. We were only allowed to use that property that house and 50 feet outside of it, so it really narrowed what we could do. Um, once we were able to, able to open up to Mills Park, we had more room for work. The workshops moved outside because there were too many people for workshops rather than to be in the house. We um, were able to get, allow our vendors to space out more. Our ritual had more room. And now we're at the point where we're taking up about 75% of the park. Um, and it's just been you know, I was very blessed to have a, a successful year. And you know, when I my first year running it, and then it just – it's snowballed where people kept talking about it and were happy even if I had vendors that didn't make a lot of money but they had an amazing time they wanted to come back and so that talked about and that talked about and that talked about and I also opened up where we have two rituals we have an opening ritual and a closing ritual I have different groups run the ritual every year I have two different groups. And so by doing that, you have new covens, new groups, new organizations of people who may not have heard about Pagan Pride, that someone said, hey, they're looking to run a ritual, or the community doesn't know about them, and offering a space for them to advertise their, you know, their coven to the community. And our rituals have ranged from Selena did a water ritual where she was blending waters from around the world, Earth Traditions did a web weaving where there were these big poles and they were people literally walking around with uh, yarn to build this giant community web. We have, we've had Egyptian rituals before. We've had chaos, kind of um, North magic with the Order of like Basil hosting their ritual. And so you've seen this. It went from a pagan small event to this community large event. And it has grown because of that community saying, hey, we have a space here. Hey, you know, they're welcoming us. They're supporting us. They want us here. And people have gone away talking about it. And so we keep growing because of that. And I can't do it without my volunteers, flat out. No way. Um, I do a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff all year, but then my volunteers help to make sure everything runs the day of. And, well, we need volunteers. So if anybody has time to spare, we always need volunteers. But it's because of them. It's also because of our vendors who keep coming back and supporting us. Um, and they're kind and gracious vendors. Our teachers who are able to offer something more and our entertainers are able to offer something more. And it's all these little puzzle pieces coming together. And I, you know, I'm putting the pieces together, but people are offering them to me so I can arrange them to make Pagan Pride what it is. Uh-huh. And uh, before we go any deeper into volunteers, we know always, always, not only this year, every year, all the time, throughout the year, we need volunteers. Not only for the day of, you also need volunteers throughout the year. So if you can volunteer the day of, fantastic. 
if you cannot volunteer the day off, but you can help Twyla throughout the year organize this, please contact her. Contact the, the group for Chicago, which is led by Twyla, because she is always in need for help. And as a community, we can all come together. Um, some of us that are nobody able, we can help with like computer stuff or send an email or whatever. And for those folks who are body able and have the energy and the stamina, you know, they can go and measure and mark and this and that. I know um, because Swile and I are close, close-ish. <laughs> We're close friends. So we get to uh, be on the radar of each other, you know, when something is needed. But she always needs a volunteer. And sometimes she's kind of shy and don't say it out loud. So I'm going to say it for her. Come and help her. She needs your help. Um, wow. I don't Bobby, think anybody's used that sentence with me before ever, Laura, that I'm shy. You are shy when it comes down to asking for help. Okay. Touche. Yeah. But and I don't think it's about shyness. I think it's about self-sufficiency. You know, you're so very self-sufficient that you, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to get into that. Anyway. <laughs> Please come and help us. And before we go directly into who's going to be there this year and all the vendors and all that, I know I read a little bit about um, about the Pagan Pride International project. But for those mm-hmm. folks who have never heard about Pagan Pride, those folks who don't have any idea what this is, let's take it back from the beginning and tell us a little bit about what is the Pagan Pride Incorporated. So, Pagan Pride Incorporated, um, I can't remember the top of my head when it started, um, was started to be kind of the central organization to help people put on events for their community. Because um, we can't have one central organization hosting all of these events around the world. The communities are just too diverse. There's not enough, you know, there's no way. So, what Pagan Pride does is, gives everyone who wants to host an event a central place to go for resources, for support, um, and to kind of gather our mini community of organizers together about how can we make our event better, what, you know, what things have we done, how this works. It includes press releases. We have bylaws and rules that we have to follow if we host an event under the Pagan Pride Incorporated umbrella which includes we have it has to be a free event. We can and it has to have a food drive. And it has to have a ritual. Other than that, anything else that we see at Pagan Prize are up to the discretion of the individuals running it. And that's purposely purposely done because some places can't have vendors. Some can't do certain things and this allows each group and community to put on what they need to, but still getting that support under that Pagan Pride Inc. umbrella uh, to host. And I think, I forgot how many countries they're in now, but they are in South America. Obviously, they're in North America. They're in Europe. They're in um, Africa. They're in um, the Middle East. And they're, they're hosting these events in different areas around the world to educate the community about paganism and their particular country's version of paganism because our pagan pride here is going to be different than California and South America and Europe and that's purposeful and so you don't hear much from the top unless you have a direct question um the uh, the president is, is his name is Brian and he is also a lawyer 
so he's helped to create all these bylaws and everything, and he's a source to turn to if, as me as a host, if I have issues, I can ask him on a legal basis and also on a um, hosting basis what what to do. And their, their basic, like, defining mission statement is including the elements about air with education, fire with activism, water with charity, and earth with community, and purposely building on these blocks that they've set uh, to help it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Twyla. And uh, by the way, B posted um, our Chicago Pagan Pride website, so that is www.chicagopaganpride.org for anybody that will be interested. And um, and of course, you know, you already told us a little bit about the history of Pagan Pride here in Chicago. And um, some people, you know, we still hear like, Oh, but this is enough park. It's not in Chicago. And I love your answer to oh. that phrase. So please tell us. <laughs> so it's supposed to be we're, we're a community. So we're a greater community. So we are greater Chicagoland because it's not just Chicago. It's Wisconsin. It's Indiana. It's uh, southern Illinois. It's Michigan. It's Ohio. We have people coming everywhere. And, yeah, they're not Chicago but they're coming in and we're building this greater Chicagoland pagan community right there. It is also an Oak Park because where in Chicago are you going to get free parking? Um, And nowhere, nowhere. And in Oak Park, there's free parking on Sundays, which is when we host the event. And there's also a Metro line, a CTA and a bus line that all run through there. So, Mm For convenience sake, it went there, but also that our size has grown where we're not just Chicago anymore. Everyone is from everywhere. Um, I think we had someone coming in from either Louisiana or Florida to vend this year. Um, so it, it's constantly growing into this greater community, this greater essence. And while the basis may be in the region of Chicago, it's it's grown beyond that. Mm-hmm. And Twyla, I of course, the education and the and the community and and the holding space for ritual and all that. I'm gonna go deeper into that after the music break. But before we go to music break, um, I don't want you to list all the vendors because you will never end. Um, <laughs> but tell us, tell us an average of how many vendors we will have this year, and kind of like a broad stroke of what are we expecting on those. Uh, canopies for the vendors this year? Well, there's 82 vendors. Wow. And, yeah. <laughs> um, and it is ranging from, from we have divinators like yourself who are doing tarot to we have someone doing past life readings. We have candles. We have a guy that um, he's been with us many years. He makes drums out of old propane tanks. We're going to have clothings. We're going to have crystals and stones and spell kits, henna tattoos, gypsy wares, um, pet uh, pet toys. There is an individual who actually hand, uh, does handmade pet treats and toys and organic soaps and vegan soaps and ritual items. Uh, Conscious Community Magazine is going to be there, which is a wonderful magazine, um, and they will be handing out copies of their, their publication. Um, 
we're going to have the suicide prevention group because they're always welcomed out. Uh, we're going to have Spiral Scouts, which is the pagan version of Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts out. We're going to have Gypsy Cat and Cat Vendu, who are both uh, organizations that are raising money for cat rescues. And Cat Vendu will actually be bringing out little kitties for adoption. Um, but if you if you are interested in adopting a cat, you do need to fill out an application online before you show up just to do that. But they will be bringing them so you can see the animals that are available for adoption. Uh, we're going to have motorcycles there. Uh, there is a pagan motorcycle group, so they're going to be bringing one of their bikes, and they're going to be there, which is going to be really cool. Uh, original artwork and always a whole bunch of craft-made craft jewelry and clothing and ritual items. And that's just a quick... <laughs> it goes more, but that's a quick overview. Right? I mean, you cannot be more specific. And to all the vendors, my my little companion vendors, everyone, we wish we can have a list of every single one of us to be published, but it will take the whole two hours for the show to mention every single one of us. So uh, I think Twilight has done the best that you can do on a show yeah. like this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, and come they- to see us. Well, and it's all listed yeah. on the website. If you go to our website and go under, I think it's uh, the Shopper's Alley, I think I have it labeled as, um, yeah, Shopper's Alley, you can actually see the names of everyone who is going to be out for vendors this year, and you can look them up to see. And it, as always, if you have questions, you can email me at, at staff at org, and I can give more information uh, for it. There you have it, on the Shopper's Alley. You have the whole list. I'm just looking at it. Yeah. No, we're not going to do it. Um, <laughs> but, but thank you for, uh, of course, for giving us a rundown. And, of course, yes, I have to mention, of course, like every year, I will be doing tarot readings there. So come by, say hi, give me a hug. And uh, if I, this is something that happens every year, Twyla, and I'm sure it happens to you too. Or maybe you have better memory than I am. I, I. I can see the faces and I can recognize the faces, but it's hard for me to put the face with the Facebook name. And sometimes I have people coming to me and being like, hey, Laura, how are you? And I'm like, hi, honey. And I don't know their name because I know their face, but I don't know the Facebook name. And so I told my friends, please remind me your Facebook name. I apologize if I don't recognize your name. I am sure I'm going to recognize your face. And if any were busy, well, let me speak for myself. Even if I'm busy, come and give me a hug. You know, I cannot speak for Twilight. I'm a hugger, and I don't have a problem being hugged. So come and give me a hug. But please, for other people, ask if you can hug. <laughs> That's very important. Because are you a hugger? What a stupid question. Yes, you are a hugger. <laughs> but- I, I am a hugger. But my thing is, is uh, I you don't know what I'm doing the day of Pagan Pride. So I've had situations yes. where I've had people that know me, they go up to me, I'm like, no, 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 I'm dealing with an issue, I will find you when I'm done. Because <laughs> uh, that's, I mean, yes. that's the unfortunate thing about me is running it. I don't really enjoy the, I don't enjoy the event the way other people do. I run around like a chicken with this, my head cut off because my responsibility is to the event and to everyone there. So I'm going to make sure everyone is okay and don't need anything and issues arrive they're taken care of. And, um, and unfortunately, a lot of people can recognize me because I am very much all over social media. And now I've been modeling a little bit. So that's also over, yes. over there um, that they see me and then they're like, oh, I know you. And I went, I may or may not know you. And I'm sorry if I don't know you or if I forgotten. 
boy, I am a big hugger. I just got to ask just because I don't know what I'm doing at the time, and I may not be able to actually stop for that. Yeah. One of my friends made the folly of one year trying to meet me. We had been speaking online for a few years, but decided to meet me officially at Pagan Pride. And that was, oh, hi, yeah, good, okay, bye, sorry, got to go. Because that's what it was. Yeah. That's all I did was running yeah. around like a crazy mad woman. Yeah. And uh, believe me, you can hug her every other 364 days of the year. <laughs> but that's why we need a lot of volunteers. Uh uh, so B is asking, I just checked the entertainers of Pagan Pride. Have you asked for any of the groups? Not yet. We're gonna we're gonna take a little musical break and then we have an announcement for the community that is gonna be a pretty cool project. I was just talking to Twilight behind the scenes about this cool project. So we're gonna have a musical break, the announcement for the project for the community, and then we're gonna continue with Pagan Pride full force. So, everybody, we're going to take like a five-minute uh, break. Uh, we're going to listen to Wendy Rule with this beautiful song that is called Deity. And we will be back with more here on Lunatic Mondays, Lunis Lunaticos, with my uh, cosmic twin, Twilight York, talking about Chicago Lion Pagan Pride. So, don't go anywhere. Stay connected, okay? We'll be right back.
Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by WitchSchool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. You're listening to Pagans Tonight. Pagans Unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight. And we're back here live on Lunatic Mondays, Lunes Lunaticos, the very first and only bilingual show for Pagans Tonight Radio Network. This show is in Spanish every other Monday, every third Monday. And then the show is in English every third Monday with yours truly, Laura Gonzalez. And uh, just so you know, uh, to let you know very quickly about the shows that are coming for August and September, for those folks who speak Spanish, for those folks who speak Spanish, on August 13, we will have Monica Govins, and she's going to be talking about her book, Dancing the, with the Mandala of Your Moons, or, or Bailando con el Mandala de Tus Lunas. This show is going to be on Spanish on August 13th with Monica Govin. She's amazing. And on August 27th, we have a tarot night. We have Divination and Tarot. And the divinators for that night is going to be Bruja Neus, Carolina Moore, and yours truly. And again, this is going to be on Spanish. And for those folks who speak English, for people who speak English, on uh, August 20th, we're going to have Spiral Rhythm. They're going to be here talking about their late uh, summer and fall uh, commitments and events, of course. And also on September 3rd, we will have a tarot night, tarot and divination night in English, this time with Carolina Moore, Cari Totting, and yours truly, Laura Gonzalez, on September 3rd. On September 10, we will have a night off. So there's going to be a summit special for witchcraft and uh, stuff that um, they're taking over the the radio. So we are going to take a night off. Hey, what, I, what can I do? I gonna get a night off, so we're gonna come back on the next week, of course, after September 10th on uh, Lunatic Monday in English, and it will be to be announced the guest. Um, if you wanna know about everything and anything that is happening on Lunatic Mondays, please go to our Facebook page, Lunatic Mondays Lunes Lunaticos. Click like and follow, so you can follow all of the events, and you can also always download our podcast from the Pagan Tonight Radio Network website, from iTunes, and also from our eBooks channel. You can download um, all the all the programs from Pagan Tonight Radio Network. Um, it's not a beer. It's a diet soda. You know I'm addicted to it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, tried, I tried to make it quietly, but you cannot open a can without making noise. I'm sorry. Um also, I want to let you know that on my website, on my personal website, you can find all of the shows, and that is www.brujalauragonzalez.com. That is www.brujalauragonzalez, both with a Z, like my name, .com, and where it says podcast, there are all of the shows from day one here on uh, Lunatic Mondays, Lunas Muraticos, and today... On one of those kismet moments that happen, uh, I've been invited to be part of a project to record a prayer 
And all I know about the project is I need to go and record a prayer. And then there's going to be a whole bunch of recordings put together. And then that is going to be an museum. And it seems to be a very nice project. And it's very multicultural and multi-ethnic and multi-interreligious. But I don't know enough to tell you about it. So why don't I introduce you to the creator of the project? We have been very blessed and very lucky to be able to bring the director of the project that is here to invite us all to be part of this project. So it is my honor and pleasure, and it is also a very amazing coincidence and one of those uh, kismet moments to welcome James Webb to Lunatic Mondays. Hi, James. How are you doing? Hi. I'm really blessed to be on your project. Thank you so much, and thank you for such a wonderful welcome. Well, we are very excited. I was talking with our common friend, Bronte, and... Yes. You know, she was telling me we would love to have you recording and we would like to invite people from Chicago. And um, in this case, particularly, we aim in for the parent community, but it doesn't matter what kind of uh, religious background that you have. You're looking for people from any religious background, correct? Correct. The project started in Cape Town, South Africa. I'm a South African, hence my strange accent. And it started in the late 90s five years after the first democratic elections uh, occurred in South Africa, so when Nelson Mandela was the president of the country. And myself, I realized that, that the apartheid regime had stunted so much interfaith work, and um, especially with regards to faiths like paganism, and, which is very rich in South Africa, but very few, very few people knew about that. So my very humble initiative was to contact different churches, mosques, covens, circles, gurdwaras, temples, uh, everyone, and ask if I could come around and do an audio recording, just audio, no picture, an audio recording of some expression of spiritual worship that would be included in a kind of an archive of spirituality in Cape Town. And all these prayers uh, with all their energies and their hopes and concerns were placed in a museum and played together. So when you'd enter the exhibition, you could hear different prayers all made up from that city. In this case, Cape Town, the first time I did it was in Cape Town. And you could either listen to the entire thing as a kind of polyphonous symphony of voices, a kind of a sonic tapestry, or you could kneel down because the speakers were on the ground. You could kneel down and listen to an individual prayer that had been recorded. So that one prayer or all of them together. And this was a way of bringing these different traditions and practices together in one space. Uh, they didn't necessarily have to always agree with each other, but there was certainly a realization that we could all learn something from each other. And then this project took off overseas, as we call it in South Africa, anywhere out of South Africa is referred to as overseas. And I've um, remade this project in different cities around the world, uh, in Stockholm, in Malmo, in Birmingham, uh, also in Johannesburg in South Africa. And now for the first time in North America, the city of Chicago. And Chicago, as you of all people know, 
is really mixed, really interesting, so much energy, so much spirituality. And I'm here with the incredible Bronte Mansfield and the amazing Ali Beck, and we are putting together this archive of worship, which will be exhibited at the Art Institute of Chicago. The exhibition will run for three and a half months and will be every day. So all these prayers playing all all at the same time, every day, all the time, creating a kind of energetic vigil, a vigil of peace, a vigil of identity, a vigil of understanding. Um, what else can I explain? You probably have more questions now. I, I think it's a fantastic project, and um, it is something that we all strive to to do here, particularly our guest today, Twilight York, and, and yours truly, you know, uh, to bring that interface, the dialogue, and to bring education to the public. And uh, uh, there's a lot of misconceptions, as you may know, with paganism and uh, in general, and with partic- uh, particularly with Wicca, where people believe we are devil worshippers and we are there to do harm and to do black magic and stuff like that. So any opportunity to showcase that we are not... Though any of those things, I think it's a great opportunity. And um, so I am already in. I'm already participating. And Amazing. the funny thing is uh, the very first thing that I chose to participate with is not necessarily a pagan prayer, but it's a mantra or a affirmation that I learned from my father. And I have done that since I was a child. Um, That's and it's helped, me, it's helped me find a place of peace and security. And I have adapted to English, of course, and some bilingual. And and also with a pagan uh, call that I do to the God and, and the Goddess. But for other folks that are probably listening right now and, and they would like to participate, how can they uh, get in touch with you, uh, James? They should please contact Bronte Mansfield. I'll, I'll read out the email address. Um, yes, please. B. B Mansfield, so B M A N S F I E L D, B Mansfield, at A R T I C, Arctic, or Art Institute of Chicago, A R R T I C dot edu, E D U. And the recordings, it's just audio. Everyone is credited, so it is this amazing sort of expression of names as well, where people are proudly standing next to each other. Um, and it shows the sophistication of belief. It shows a fellowship to each other. And it shows that we've got something to share and something to learn from each other, which is a really incredible thing that by you participating, you are helping so many people. And by sharing something that is precious to you, we can all learn from that. So it's a truly amazing thing to bring people together. And this is a project that could not happen without the generosity of the listeners, of the spiritual people of Chicago, it would it would be nothing. There would be nothing there without such hospitality. And Wicca is something I'm connected to in South Africa and uh, certainly Pagan Pride in Nottingham and the Center for Pagan Studies in Nottingham contributed to the Nottingham version of prayer in 2009, I think. It's uh, dating me a little bit. And one mm-hmm. of the best definitions of Wicca I heard was from a witch in South Africa who said witchcraft is about taking responsibility for your actions 
And I think mm-hmm. there's no yeah. finer, no finer definition for a spiritual practice. You know, uh, um, James, so- my my very first teacher and mentor on the on the um, practice that I am a, I'm a priest of the goddess, and he said, "You want to make a person a good person, you make him a witch." Because it is indeed a lot of responsibility for your actions. But uh, I'm sure we can talk more in length about this when we are doing the recordings. And, and it's going to be fantastic. Just the experience is going to be fantastic. But uh, I Thank have you. Twyla, you're in the line. And uh, Twyla, I know you have something to add or to ask. So please, Twyla, go ahead. Of course I do. Um, first of all, I love what you're doing. Um, so I appreciate the time and effort that is taking you to do this. Is anyone from the direct involvement in the project going to be at the Parliament over our religions in November in Toronto, Canada? That's, uh, if my visa allows, being a South African, I've got to apply for visas pretty much to leave the room. Um, I'm hoping <laughs> that I can make some kind of plan to do that. But um, uh, Bronte Mansfield and I are trying to connect with the Parliament of World Religions tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Uh, they haven't been returning our phone calls, but uh, we will not be deterred. And this would be something very special um, to do there. Contact me after the show directly. I know one of the individuals who works on the board. Um, and I will start a three-way conversation either via email or if you are on Facebook um, to, to do that uh, because I would love Thank to you. see you guys there um, and I think it's important there was a university that was doing a project where it was uh, your story and they gave everyone a wooden like, like a piece of wood with pen and after you recorded yourself telling your story about either a point in your life where your, where your spiritual path guided you or something that happened that you found your faith or something, anything like that. And so you had all these different people from around the world telling their story on camera. And I don't know if they ever did, I guess they didn't get the funding for it because I haven't heard anything from it, but it was telling mm-hmm. your story on camera. So something similar that I, I think where you have all of these faiths coming together from around the world and in your case, Oof, we're losing your Twyla. Oh. Yep. Twyla, come back. We need you. <laughs> right, she dropped. Uh, let me just let her know that she dropped. But her, um, what back. she's speaking about sounded completely wonderful. And it that's is certainly wonderful. the kind and of uh, spirit. There she is. Uh, Sorry, I don't know is. what keeps happening. My. And there you go. <laughs> Twyla, are you there? Nope, she dropped again. Oh, my goodness. Where's Mercury this is Right? Okay, let's pray so she can come back. Uh, yes. <laughs> you know, this is what happened when you're doing live radio. You know, we were doing <laughs> fantastic, and then we went to the break, to the musical break, and, and we lost her for the first time, and then um, it's been hard to, to have her back. But, um, okay, she's going to try to call us through Skype. So, fantastic. That'll be even better because... Um, Sometimes the Skype is more of a sturdy uh, communication. But, um, James, people are asking in the, chat, in the chat room, what is the name of the project again? It's just called Prayer, right? The project is called Prayer, uh, one word, and it's at the Art Institute of Chicago. 
the uh, a website to find out a little bit about it. It's a Tumblr, and it's literally the T H E hyphen prayer hyphen project dot tumblr dot com. The hyphen prayer hyphen project dot tumblr dot com, and you'll be able to see pictures of the installation. Uh, read some of the testimonies by other people. You can, there are links to some of the other prayers that have been recorded. Everyone is credited, and um, it's, I think, a very exciting way, certainly for myself, to be able to meet amazing people. But And I certainly believe that a lot of great energy can come out of such initiatives when people are willing to stand next to each other and to share things that mm-hmm. are important to them. What prompted you to start this uh other than, you know, discrimination, yeah, education, but what was the catalyst? You know, it was a very interesting moment. I was sitting outside uh, on a hot summer evening, a bit like uh, the weather at the moment in Chicago, and I had this thought, I imagine, what would it be like to be able to listen to, if you could listen in and listen to all the prayers being spoken in the city right at this moment. Almost like if you could tune your radio to every channel um, in the electromagnetic sphere. What would that sound like? And that image of this kind of bringing together of things, all the channels open, everyone wide open to receive, uh, broadcasting, transmitting, and receiving, and that sort of feeling of unity and a coming togetherness that prompted it. And at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, it's growing up in South Africa, the first democratic elections in 1994, the a resulting truth and reconciliation commission, these formative experiences for me as a teenager um, helped chisel this, this project. And mm-hmm. also a great interest in, in belief. Um, yes. And, uh, a, a love of connecting. Uh-huh. And ultimately, I know you said it just grew into other cities and other cities and other cities, but what is the, what ultimately brought you to Chicago? It was a very lovely invitation. Uh, and I was most inspired to be able to bring this project to a museum like the Art Institute. Um, particularly so that all these prayers could become part of Chicago heritage. They can stand there um, next to American Gothic and all the other artworks Mm -hmm. on display and Mm -hmm. um, be a part of Chicago culture, Chicago heritage, Chicago future. Mm -hmm. I think we have. It felt like a good space for that. Of course it is, and the Art Institute in Chicago is a beautiful building. I believe we have Twyla back on the line. Twyla, is that you? Hello. Hey. Hi, Twyla. Hi. Sorry about that. I have no idea what's happened. I've never had that before. Uh, But, yeah, uh, I I love what you're doing, and um, I lost most of the conversation because of my phone dropping, but I will, like I said, reach out to me. Laura can make sure that happens, and uh, I would love to speak with you. you further about it um even Thank if you. it's something for next year coming out to chicago directly or if uh getting you in contact with the parliament of religions all of that 
Thank you so much. And I'm certainly will be at Pagan Pride. Uh, one last thing to mention is that we're only recording, we're recording in August. So we've got just under four weeks before the exhibition opens on September 7th. So if anyone is interested, um, they should make a booking as soon as possible um, so that uh, they can participate and uh, we can record. Also, one other thing is that all the recordings are made are shared with the participants. So whatever you've recorded is yours to use in whatever way you wish um, so that there's a kind of dissemination of media as well. Mm-hmm. And what I have done, I took the liberty to give Twyla your number, James, so you Please, can... Please, by all means. Uh, Thank you. I look yeah. forward to connecting. So, Twyla, you have... And to coming connection. to Bacon Pride. And, of course, I feel like an amazing spider because I keep building this web. This is just fantastic. You guys, you guys have made my night, both of you, Twyla, <laughs> James. Thank you so much. You, and to Bronte also because... To Bronte. This was so, Hi, Bronte. Yeah. This was so unexpected, and this was so, like, it, it just so happened. I'm talking to Bronte, trying to uh, get an appointment to record me, and she mentions, I want to invite Twyla. And I'm like, Twyla's going to be on my show tonight. Why don't you call? And then she says, no, why don't I have James calling? And this <laughs> is what community is about, and, and, and I love to be part of it. And I love to have connection with people as amazing as James and Twala and Bronte and everybody in the Chicago community. And now I'm going to cry. No, I'm not going to cry. Oh, but I want, to, <laughs> I want to thank you, James, for taking the time to be on the show. And I want to thank Twyla for sharing her time with James. And uh, James, you, is there anything you, else you want to share with your uh, public no. before we say goodbye? No, only just a big thanks to you. Uh, thank you for the amazing work you do. Thanks for um, building that web. And uh, to you too, Twyla, thanks for the great work. And Pagan Pride, I'll see you there. Yes, sir. Please thank make sure so- that no matter how crazy I'm running around, that you stop and, like, actually stop me and actually introduce yourself. <laughs> yes. With pleasure. Yeah, and, and ditto, ditto here. Because uh, I'm always yep. also running around, but uh, please come and say hi. And uh, cool. thank you, James. And I will I will mute you for now. You can stay and listen for the rest of the show if you have the time and the way. Thank wish. you. Um, of course. But otherwise. Thank you. Blessed um, be to everyone. Me. And thanks for everything. Thank you so much, James. And blessed be also, obviously. And just to remind people, uh, the person that you need to connect to if you want to record, if you want to book a session to record, Bronte Mansfield and the website, the um, Jesus, the email, Viazamboy, M A N S F I E L D, at arctic.edu. Um, all of this will be uh, posted tomorrow when we post the link to this podcast. And uh, without further ado, let's continue talking about Pagan Pride in Chicago. And also, I want to remind you, I have a recording of a room reading for uh, the week by Kari Taring that we're going to play later around tonight before we end the show. And we also have a tarot reading for tonight, for the week, that I will pull live. I'm going to pull two cards for the week. So to everybody, please stay tuned and don't go anywhere. And now we're going to ask Twyla, uh, my dear Twyla, can you please tell us? 
more about Pagan Pride, what B was asking earlier is uh, about entertainment. Which groups are going to be on Pagan Pride Chicago this year? Yeah. Uh, the first, I want to say thank you to Old Town School. It is a um, an old uh, Old Town School of Folk Music. There we go. And it is a, a school that is in the Chicago, greater Chicago area. And they actually put up our flyer for entertainers. And because of them, we actually have a bunch of new entertainers for this year. So I'm very excited, uh, the stuff that we have. Uh, one of the individuals who will be there is she is Athena Giles with Yes Ma'am Circus. And she is putting together, uh, she does living statue work, which are those individuals who are standing really still that you know that they're not a statue, but you wonder if they're not. Um, and she's going to be doing a green man, but she's going to be doing it on stilts and walking around on stilts and like that throughout the the festival dresses, this giant green man character. That is amazing. <laughs> Did we lose Twilight again? No, there she is. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm still here. I just making sure because I know I over, because of the delay over talking. Uh, we're also going to have Adian uh, Arif and the Author Eagle Band. They're a band that's been playing with us for a few years. They're not pagan at all, but they always play good music, and they're a bunch of great people. So they're going to be out. Uh, Val Lefino, Le, uh, Leventhal. There we go. Val Leventhal is going to be coming out and she is a she does music rhythms in a style that she calls secular gospel which is going to be fun we're going to have random fractions and they are a trio group that's been chicago before and it's just three individuals who are on bass guitar and um two bass guitars and they're just doing harmony and they're doing upbeat folk rock vibe uh, with a little with a very pagan flair to it uh, the Menage Trio. This is a group that came from the old, the old school music school. Uh, they are just three individuals who are going to do kind of old town school music with a uh, different variety of us hand, um, hand instruments, which is going to be really beautiful with their voices overlapping. A unique group that we have this year is called Pullman, Morris, and Sword, and I'm going to just read this. Pullman Morris Resort is a Morris dance group based in the far south side of Pullman neighborhood. Uh, they perform and per offer workshops throughout the year at folk festivals and in city parks. We feature live music on fiddle and accordion company bells, sticks, and energetic dancing. And if you look at their mm -hmm. bio picture on our website, they are dressed and they have bells attached to their legs. And they have sticks in their hands. So their bodies on top of people playing the instruments around them is going to be the music. And they're doing an elaborate dance with the, with the bells on their bodies and the sticks. So that's going to be very interesting. Um, we have Flutopia, which is a conscience-raising music played with Native American flutes and drums. Um, Ashina is uh, by Karma's student belly dance troupe and it's going to be uh, a kind of tribal fusion belly dance group and then we also have Wells Magdingly uh, she is going to be two guitarists and a vocalist and a drummer that they're going to be uh, singing and providing music so a wide variety oh we also have Cecilia Hoops I did not get her on the website yet but she is actually going to be doing dancing with hoops 
and also doing like a hula hoop workshop class with uh, anybody who wants to attend. And so that, and that's Colita Tiska. Awesome. That is so great that um, we're going to have a lot of entertainment. And also what is very important, of course, being that Pagan Pride is an educational project. uh, We have a whole bunch of teachers this year doing workshops. So could you do a rundown of the workshops? Yes. And um, the workshops are always a big, uh, another important element to this because people always want to learn. And not only people who are pagans, but people who don't know anything about the faith and want to come in and learn a variety of different things, even if it's just, I've never heard about this, what does this does? Or I think we know everything and you don't and you learn something when you show up. So I'm uh, always happy to have the workshops. We have Andrea Heather. Andrea Heather, excuse me, she's doing an introduction to Elder Furthark runes, um, and I'm probably butchering a lot of these words that people can beat me later for it. Um, so the class will provide an introduction to the Elder Fuha runes, and we'll discuss how the runes have been used in ancient modern times. Uh, the amazing Selena Fox is coming back, and uh, she just sent me her ritual description, so I don't have that quite ready, because uh, she's been dealing with a lot. Oh, actually, she did. Hoo-hoo. Yay, Selena. Selena is doing a dark moon, new moon magic with Selena. So working with rituals, meditation, chants, herbs, ceremonial tools, and symbols at the time of the dark moon, new moon for cleansing, healing, aspiration, and renewal. So Selena is all coming back again. We always love having her out. Um, and then you, the great, amazing Laura Gonzalez, is going to be doing tarot as a healing and magic tool. And then we have Lozen Brown Bear doing mystical herbs to claim your sacred space. And Amanda Hamlin is uh, teaching honoring the divine warrior in the modern world. Claire Levijoki is doing a very interesting class that I don't know how it's going to be taken, but it's something different. She's going to be doing a Christian guide to pagan paths. Learn why it's sometimes so hard for Christians and pagans to communicate and some tools to help. And I think this is really important. I really think I'm hoping that this will be a great class for everyone because so often it, it's people just not understanding how to communicate to each other and just looking at the term pagan and making all these assumptions or uh, assuming one thing or another. So I'm hoping that this is going to help with some people. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We have Chris Alun doing ancestor magic, bringing the ancestors into ceremony and sacred space. Anna Applegate is doing hands-on Heka magic in ancient Egypt. Um, Ed Hubbard is doing healing Gaia, making it better. And then we are also going to have Cindy from RIP Midwest out teaching a workshop again this year. And um, I have to get her description up on the website. But she's going to be going in. uh, She teaches usually in the house because she deals with speaking with the ancestors and ghosts. Mm -hmm. And uh, when are we going to (laughs) have, I know this is a challenge, but when are we going to have Twyla teaching a workshop? Well, you see, it's called time. And I have taught workshops just not at Chicago Pagan Pride because I, I honestly am doing too much. Um, I, I don't – my job that 
at Pagan Pride is not to teach or to entertain. My job is to be the hostess that makes sure everything goes well and goes off smoothly. So you will not be seeing a workshop from me until after I retire from running Pagan Pride, which I don't know when that's going to be. But if you'd like to see me teach a workshop, I have taught twice, not much because I, I just don't do it as often, and I teach the foundations for planning your own event. Uh, because throughout my years of running Chicago, I've heard criticism about other pagan prize events and other pagan events in general that they're not done mm-hmm. well. And the reason why is because a lot of people that are jumping into this position have little to no experience planning an event or their event that they last planned was their wedding. And they don't know what goes into behind the scenes because you don't know, you know that what all the little nuances and the fact that your state, uh, county, and city ordinances will all be different and that you have to accommodate all of them. People just don't know that unless they've done it. So I'm working on developing a whole set of classes. I've only gotten the one right now, but a whole set of classes of everything from how do you get your entertainers to your themes to working with the community to working with your community officials, which is very important. And uh, all the nuances that go into event besides just picking a day and picking a location, which there's a lot mm-hmm. that goes into that as well. But once you get past that, what else is there and why is it important and what conversations do you need to be having and things like that. And I'm still learning. I still like going to other events and uh, seeing what they're doing and seeing what feedback I can get to help bring back to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And you have been called to observe and help other events. And yes. I don't know if you want to, I don't know if you want to talk about that without mentioning the events, obviously, or, or, I mean, I'll leave that up to you because that's not my story to tell. <laughs> um, I don't think they've never told me anything at discretion-wise, uh, but the Fort Wayne Pagan Pride, when they first started, I was reached out to and asked for my advice and opinion, and I went down, and I also volunteered the day of, because, again, earlier I have a habit of not stop helping, and um, she reached out to me directly and said, what, you know, this is my idea, you know, can you help me, what ideas do you have, and I, I helped her, and I was actually in a position at that time where when I went down there, I brought a lot of my actual resources, and I brought you uh, to teach and um, expanded down there, and then I just haven't been able to go back this year, and then I actually just recently got reached out from a, from a woman in Wisconsin that she's her last event that she planned was a wedding and she opened up a store and I guess she had a few people come in that asked her about hosting a pagan pride event. And so once she had a couple people that asked it, she was like, Oh, well maybe there's something into this. And so she just reached out to me asking, where do I start? How does this work? What do I do? Um, and I gave her the basis, just a quick rundown. And then hopefully, hopefully she'll be coming out to Chicago and can kind of see what we do uh, because she went to a pagan event up a pagan pride event up there and she says yeah they had you know they had a food drive and they had a ritual but it didn't feel like a celebration it didn't feel like a community it just felt like people just showing up to do something mundane and that's not what pagan pride is supposed to be about and i said well Mm -hmm. they just may not have had it i you know until i go to that one and i can't tell you anything more than that but i can have you come down to us I can show you what we do. I can show you what's worked for us and what hasn't worked for us. And then you take what you 
know and you go up there. I will share one story. I had a vendor who was very mad at me years ago, and this vendor threatened me by saying, I'm going to go start my own Pagan Pride event. That is not a very good threat with me because I said, wonderful, here's all the resources you need to start one because <laughs> it, I want more Pagan Pride events. There, you know, there are rules and bylaws like that you have to, you have to work with. Um, regards that but I want more events because there needs to be more places where the public can show up and learn where people can just arrive and as much as I love PSG and I think Earth Tradition does Oasis and I know there's other events around those just two I don't have my head they're week long or they're, they're camping and they're more extensive for the extensive pagans for the ones who want to do that can a lot of people can't and some a lot of people just want that one day where they come out and celebrate together. And obviously the Renaissance Fair is not remotely the same thing at all. Um, and other events in the city are not the same thing at all. You know, this is a free event. It's in a public park. It's all open. Anybody can walk in, and that's the point of it, to be this welcoming, open place that you don't have to be pagan. You don't have to be – you could be the straightest of atheists. You can be the most conservative Christian. You can still come and learn and meet people and understand, and not to change their faith in any in any way, but to learn about us and to learn about how – kind we are and how wonderful this community is and that was that's the whole point of pagan pride project is to Mm -hmm. uh, educate the community build that community and show the pagan community to the rest of the world about who we are and what we do yes yes ma'am and that's why we help in any way we can and believe me folks when i'm telling you because i know she might not say it but it, it is like this pagan pride finish she probably stays dormant for like 10 minutes and then she starts preparing for next year <laughs> believe <laughs> yeah, me you are, you are very correct on that because after the event is a, a sit down with my vent my with my volunteers where we go <gasps> and then we share all the stories of that day and we eat burgers because um, it's a tradition to go to five guys afterwards and then the Monday I'm back at Pleasant Home and I'm having the food picked up and then I'm already holding down the days for next year. I'm holding down two yeah. Sundays because I have to wait for Riot Fest to announce their music day and then I announce ours. But I'm already sitting down with my co-LC, George, and reaching out to other volunteers going, what happened? What did we learn from mm-hmm. it? Reach, I, I send surveys out to volunteers, sorry, vendors, workshops, entertainers, and the general public. I don't receive many back, which is not a surprise. But I, I, I honestly got to read each one of these surveys. And I look mm-hmm. at them. And some of them are going to be, okay, you're just complaining to complain. Um, and you're just complimenting because you just had an amazing time. But there are other ones that have really good advice in there. And I want to see that. I want to see your feedback and your perspective and how I can do that. So it, it is a all-year process which in which I'm either planning or marketing um, when I went up to uh, Missouri this year, I, I was marketing. I was teaching, and I was also marketing, and I was also learning. Hello?
Both of us got dropped this time, but we are back. That's why I can hear you. Are we sure we're not in Mercury retrograde? I'm just asking. (laughs) We are indeed on Mercury's retrograde. We are indeed on Mercury retrograde. And this is the first time on years and years and years that I have been doing this show. This is the first time I got kicked. So both of us got Yeah, kicked. I have no um, idea what's going on. This is weird. This is very weird. And uh, in order for us to actually finish some kind of, uh, with some kind of dignity, <laughs> I just want to say, uh, I mean, you, you can only laugh it out. You know, this is what happens when you're doing live, a live show. Uh, for those folks who are still unsure of when and where is this happening, before we get kicked out again, uh, please file a reminder <laughs> when, when is it okay. happening and where is it happening? Okay. It's Sunday, September 9th uh, from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. And it's going to be at 217 Home Avenue, Oak Park, Illinois. It's also at Mills Park. It's a combination of Pleasant uh, Home and Mills Park. We take over the entire park. Uh, per park. Per Oak Park ordinance, we are unable to put up signs at, like, intersection to say, hey, go this way. So maps will be your friend. Um, Again, that's Mills Park, Oak Park, Illinois, Sunday, September 9th, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. There is free parking. I strongly encourage everyone behind the Trader Joe's and I think behind the hospital, there are parking garages. Park in one of those. They are also free on Sunday. It will be easier than you driving, trying to find parking around the, around the block area. Because from those parking garage, I think it's like a three, maybe four block walk. But it's downtown Oak Park, which is a small town, in it, which is a beautiful town to walk around in. So mm-hmm. I strongly encourage everyone to do that. Um, also, we are in a public park, so you are welcome to bring your food, bring your picnic if you like. But we also are going to have food vendors. We're going to have Tracy with Serenity. She's going to be doing tea, and she's doing some kind of vegan vegetarian dish thing. Uh, I think it's like eggplant something or other, but I don't remember. Uh, but she's also have like mini pie pops and desserts. Uh, Prairie Bread will be doing Prairie Bread will be doing. Uh, Bag lunches, uh, like uh, box sandwiches and chips. Carnivore will be selling meat out of their food truck again. And then we have Trotta 255 that will be there getting, uh, selling uh, fire grilled pizzas. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to have uh, a variety of food options as well. And Twyla, last but not least, thank you for letting us know about the food and all of that. Uh, entrance to the event. What do I need to get in? So it's free to get in as far as like monetary value, but what we're asking for is either a donation of a non-perishable food item, which I will make the note, do not bring me your expired food, and do not bring me your spam canned yams from Thanksgiving. That's the only reason why you're bringing them is because nobody else to eat them in your house. This is the food drive is not about getting rid of your junk food. It's about giving good food that you can give to another family to eat. So children, elderly. Um, and I, that's very important to me because I've seen too many things where people are just donating the crap food that they don't want anymore or the expired stuff that they're like, well, I don't want to eat the expired stuff, so I'm going to make them eat it. No, that's not right. 
if I catch you personally, I will personally call you out on it. Um, and that is just, that's an insult. And that's not, that's an insult to the people that need the food. And that's an insult to your karma. So bring rice, uh, uh, pasta and sauces and peanut butter and jelly and things like that. The families can actually eat. And why we'll be getting a full list from the food pantry that we're uh, collecting for this year for ideas for people. Um, if you don't want to bring out non-perishable food items, we also do uh, pet items. We have the two cat rescues that will accept cat items or dog items because they will, you know, they know people that run dog shelters. Um, so anything for the animal rescues will also be uh, accepted as a donation entry into the event. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, thank you to Ada for reminding us to bring food that is going to be used for families and not to just clean our garbage pantry. Um, and last but not least, the non-for-profit organizations that are going to be there, you talk about Cabin Do and Chipsy Cat. And I know, of course, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention is going to be there. Who Am I missing somebody? Uh, I'm trying to think. So we, um, I can look. I'm very excited to have the suicide prevention group coming out. I've told you this, and I'm very serious on this. If I can only pick one group to come out every year as a non-for-profit, it, it will be them because there's still so many individuals who are taking their lives because of being tormented as for being a pagan. So they, I'm very happy to have them out, um, again, to hand out information and guides for people. Yep. It's, it, no, it, I, it think is, that, uh, I think that's, that's them, right? Oh, that's it? Yeah. And then, uh, yep, that that is it. Uh, as far as at least for the non-for-profits, uh, we will be collecting food for the Lakeview Pantry that's up in Wrigleyville, uh, which is a beautiful pantry. If you have not been, that is a beautiful food pantry. Um, but we're going to be collecting for them again this year. Um, and they're very, very kind people. They also do toys and like that for kids throughout the uh, – and coats and things like that throughout the year. So um, mm-hmm. I want to encourage listeners to stay to – we are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. I haven't figured out Snapchat, so we're probably not going to be on Snapchat for a long time. Uh, I do other events throughout the year. Um, I did a clothing drive, a winter clothing drive last year, and we collected, what, 10 contractor bags full of coats, blankets, hats, scarves for the community. They ended up going to the Howard Brown Center on the south side of Chicago. Um, in the past, I have done uh, a trash pickup day, uh, a toy day, uh, toy collection for um, Yule. So definitely stay tuned because I try to do some, at least one other event outside of Chicago, outside the actual festival, to kind of advertise pagans doing something good for the community as a whole, uh, and outside of just our our little little subgroups again as a whole so definitely stay tuned to that because i'm looking for volunteers who will be willing to drop off stuff collect stuff advertise things like that mm-hmm. and as always we will be uh, waiting for when the sign up open for spaces as vendors and i'm very proud to say that i was the very first one signing up this year <laughs> <laughs> I swear you circled like a shark. Is it open? Is it open? Is it open? Oh, look, it's open. Go. 
<laughs> I, it, it is true because it opens on a certain day and I am on midnight waiting like a shark circling around. <laughs> and if Twilight's awake, I'll be like, is it open yet? Can I go register now? And oh, now, finally, now, now. <laughs> how about is it is is midnight already? Is it ready the next day? Is it open yet? <laughs> oh my god, we have so much fun! I love it. It's a ritual for on and in itself. It's a ritual. It is a great place to see your friends, and even if we just see each other for one second, even if it's just that hug, uh, believe me, it is worth it. It is. We are a great family here in Chicago. We are a huge family. And a lot of us, we just see each other on Facebook throughout the year, and Pagan Pride is the one day that we actually get to see each other. So please, uh, I already said, come and hug me and remind me your Facebook name. Uh, with Twyla, be mindful of what she's doing and ask. And But everybody, you know, just come. And how many people do we get average, Twyla, to come to uh, Pagan well- Pride? Well, the, so the difficult part is, is because we're a public event, we don't actually have, like, ticket sales, and so we kind of have to do an estimation based on how many programs we go through um, and how many people sign up. Uh, but we're expecting about 1,200 people this year. Wow. Yeah, wow. so it's going to be uh, – we're expecting a lot of people, um, and we're excited for it. We really are. Uh, and because of the size, I uh, I always tell people – Entertainment and workshops open January 1st. January 1st, I started accepting applications for uh, entertainers and workshops and for rituals. If I haven't already personally asked you to host a ritual, um, I'm already collecting those for next year. So I don't have anybody that wants to do it. So if you have a group that wants to host a ritual, I'm already talking to people who want to do it for next year. Um, and then vendors, we will open sometime, usually April-ish, and we will put – we will tell everyone ahead of time on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, vending registration opens on this day. We'll put it on our website. We'll email as many people as we can announcing that. And then, mm-hmm. hey, tomorrow it opens. And then we'll open it. And we usually sell out within about three weeks. Mm-hmm. So so people plan for anyone listening and who's interested in vending and all like that. It's, it, it's that tight because we just get hit that hard with everyone applying at once who want to be a part of this so pay attention to your social media pay attention to your emails pay attention to the website you know you know you're hearing right now that we're going to announce it ahead of time we're going to announce our data ahead of time everything will be ahead of time so you can plan accordingly and like laura set your alarm clock and you know be there right at midnight when it opens please don't encourage them because i want to keep being the first one that registered okay I'll do it like I'll, I'll say it all, at mid at midnight it opens for you. Everybody else it opens at twelve oh five. I remember one one year you said I was like the second or the third, but this year you said I was the first. So I have a very uh, silly excitement and pride to have been the first one to register for this year. So it is so exciting, and thank you, Twyla, for being on the show. I, I would like to invite you to stay for the uh, rune reading or for the tarot reading. I don't know if you have it on you to stay on for another 10 minutes or if you want to say goodbye to your audience right now. Oh, I think I could stay. Uh, real quick, just for everyone again listening, Sunday, September 9th at Mills Park in Oak Park, 
free event, but we ask for donation of non perishable food item or cash to the numerous uh, non-for-profits. There will be raffles, amazing raffle, giant raffle, um, like all the vendors are donating, a book sale. We will also have swag this year. We'll have thank you donation gifts. We're going to have eco-friendly bags and eco-friendly notebooks with pens, as well as buttons and magnets. And so if you have any questions, you can come to our website at chicagopaganpride.org or you can email me at staff at chicagopaganpride.org. All righty then. Um, I'm going to put you on mute for a minute, and then before we say goodbye tonight, you can uh, go through the tiny, tiny little details that we might have forgotten. But for now, I would like to invite you and all the audience that are still listening and they're still connected, and those who will listen later and be connected then, uh, to listen, first we're going to have the room reading for the, uh, this is a recording that we have from Kari Taring, and right after that I will come with the tarot reading for the week, for this week, obviously, courtesy of Tarot White Laura. So stay tuned, don't go anywhere, we'll be right back here with more on Lunatic Monday. Greetings to you, Laura, and your listening audience. I am here with your rune reading for Lunatic Mondays. This week, I have picked two runes. They came as Kenos and Ansus. Kenos, or Kaunos, is the rune which means to know. When something's beyond your ken, it's beyond your understanding. It is uh, indicative of your need to weed through your ideas. Just because you have a lot of good ideas doesn't mean you have to do all of them. It's time to winnow them out and find out which of your ideas are really worth pursuing. And then Ansu's asks you to go down deep into your very wellspring of being, follow your stream, and then it's the mouth of the river. So it asks you to move your ideas out from your head and heart and into the rest of the world by speaking clearly your intention. So really these two runes work together uh, for manifestation. It is a good time for you to be manifesting. We are in the sort of middle of the heat of summer and all of the plants are producing and the ones that aren't producing at this point are not going to have a chance to produce by the end of the summer's growing season. So take a look at what things haven't come to fruition, what things in your life are simply not going to be able to come to fruit before the winter comes. And remove those pieces for yourself. Get them out of the way. Focus on the thing that is the most bright. Kenneth has also uh, been called the torch. And sometimes when we turn all the lights out, we can see where the little flicker of light is. And so don't be afraid that you don't have enough ideas. Take and remove the things that are blocking your vision and get quiet. Hear the little voice. See the little spark.
spark of light and follow that to its fruition. Remember, don't speak anything until you're absolutely certain because our words have so much power, much more power than we think. So be careful to articulate accurately and it's always, as he says in the Havamal, better to be silent than to say too much. So don't be afraid to hold your hold your mouth, hold your tongue, uh, and not speak out of turn until it's it's time, because that makes your words even that much more powerful. So thank you very much for listening. My name is Kari Toring. And I am at karitarring.com. If you are interested in a private session, just email me. And you can find my musical CDs and my book on my website as well, as well as uh, The Runes of Deeper Journey for iPhone and iPad. And thank you so much again, and greetings from way up north towards Canada. And I'll be with you live in two more weeks. Thank you. Thank you so much to Kari Taring for giving us this uh, insight of the world of runes for the week of um, August 6th. And now let me present you the tarot reading for Lunatic Mondays, Lunas Lunaticos for the week of August 6, 2018. Courtesy of Tarot by Laura. We have two cards for this week. And I pull the Three of Cups, and I also have the Ten of Wands. So the Three of Cups and the Ten of Wands together, it, it reminds me of very much the energies of summer, you know? The Three of Cups with that uh, energy of celebration and sharing, being together, and being harmoniously together with one another. And I'm not surprised that we have this card today also when we had this... Uh, connections happen throughout this show with Twyla, with James, and with every single one of you who is listening. And it is a reminder of being part of community and being with community, with gusto, with happiness, with being uh, being really committed to be there for each other and with love and respect and also with having um, with having everybody's good um, good intentions in mind, you know, so well-being, to have everybody's well-being in mind. And also, being very summary, we have the Ten of Wands, and the Ten of Wands right now reminds me of, yes, it's time to party, and it's time to have a good time on the summer, but don't forget to keep working, don't forget to keep your discipline, whatever it is that is calling for you to keep working on the summer, whether it's a spiritual path, whether it's a healing path, to uh, make sure that you have time for everything. Uh, my mom was very wise, and she used to say, you know, there is time for everything as long as you are disciplined. And I think this is what the Ten of Wands is reminding us, that we can continue on our path of work and healing and creativity and working hard and reaching our goals. Um, and having time to do everything, to have fun and to have uh, work, uh, that combination of discipline and time out or, or time down. So I wish you the best of luck as always. And 
uh, as always, I utilize the Rider Weissmith Tarot. And in order to find my word, you can go to www.brujalauragonzalez.com or you can find me on Facebook as Tarot by Laura Gonzalez. So as always, good fortune to everyone. And good night. I'd like to uh, welcome back Twyla once again. Twyla, have we forgotten anything in regards of uh, Chicago Land Pagan Pride that we need to let the public know before we go night-night? The only thing I want to remind people is that it's going to be a great event, if, regardless if you're pagan or not, if your friends are pagan or not, bring them out. It's going to be an amazing time, and there's stuff for everyone, no matter your face. Um, a side note, because I've been asked about it quite frequently, is that for the workshops, there is not a sign-up sheet. It's a first-come, first-sit, and so we encourage people to get there early, uh, bring your own chair, because sometimes, the, like the Selena classes, will run out of chairs, and it is encouraged, but we do have some chairs, uh, but definitely show up early. Uh, also, do bring some spending money, because on top of our 80-something vendors, we're going to have a large uh, item raffle, and we're also going to have what I like to find a new home book sale, which is basically a uh, book sale, uh, people donating books, and we're also trying to find new homes for own by selling them. And all of this helps to raise money for our event next year. You know, we're growing. We're going to need more porta potties. We're going to need more chairs. And so the funding from the raffle, the item raffle, the 50-50 raffle, the book sale, the donation thank you gifts are all going to help to make the event better and grow. If you have any questions, website, chicagopaganpride.org. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all under Chicago Pagan Pride or Greater Chicagoland Pagan Pride. You can email us at staff at chicagopaganpride.org. We're always looking for volunteers. We're always looking for advertising. So if some of you run your own podcasts or radio shows, I would love the opportunity to come and speak about Pagan Pride and other projects. So definitely come out. It will be a great and wonderful day. You just remind me of that time I booked you, but I didn't book you, and I was unconscious booking you and. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> that was a funny day. It was. You were so confused. I'm, I'm like, wait, what? All I'm going to say is I booked Twyla for a date on her podcast, and it was totally, it must have been my evil twin who did it because Twyla is reaching out to me like, we're going to do the show tonight, right? And I'm like, what? No, <laughs> the show tonight is in Spanish. And it was a, I do not it, speak it was fluent Spanish. <laughs> It was an amazing experience, and it was a very good learning moment of not inviting people to my podcast when I'm celebrating something. Anyway. <laughs> it was funny for me, though. Once it got over the confusion, I was laughing. It was it was really fun. I mean, it was funny for me, but I haven't invited anybody while I'm drinking again anymore because, you know, <laughs> it, it's not, it's, that's not how you do business. See, I, I need to learn Spanish. That's the thing. I need to be fluent in Spanish, and then I'll be okay. It will be amazing, you know, if we can have you in Spanish. And I, every year, man, I try to have people from Latin America to come and talk about Pagan Pride on their uh, communities, and it just hasn't happened. It's, for whatever reason, as enthusiastic as I am about Pagan Pride, it's just people don't come and, and try to make it here. But... We have the local one covered, and it's a pleasure, and it's obviously an honor to have you here every year. 
and looking forward to it looking forward to see everybody on the 9th of september we are uh precisely a month away and thank you twyla for taking the time to be on the show and thank you so much for also lending some of your time for james webb and the prayer project and thank you to everybody that is listening live be with straight all the guests lourdes santiago and uh, all the people that are listening live and to everyone that will listen to the recording, thank you for your support. We do this show for you. And Twyla, I leave you the microphone, of course, to say goodnight to your audience now before saying thank you so much, number one, for being my friend. I love you with all my heart. And thank you for doing this amazing, excellent job for your Chicago community, for Pagan Pride. And thank you for being on the show tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you for everyone listening, and I hope to see everyone out there. Awesome. So, everybody, we're going to go and go ahead and say goodbye tonight with um, a song I really like a lot. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, my God, where is it? I love that now. This is from Spiral Rhythm, and let me see if I can find it. Uh Mysteries, there it is. This is called Mysteries. I love it. It's by Farrell Rhythm, and we're going to say goodbye tonight listening to that. So, everybody, never forget that you are loved. Good night. I call it Kate. I call Diana. I call on Isis. I call it Sarte. I call the Lady Three, the Maiden Mother Crone.
Pagans Tonight. Pagans unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight. 